intro. BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services. Here we discuss all things fitness, running, rucking, endurance, obstacle course racing, and more. Welcome to the BeastNet. Is your event canceled? Is everything out there closed? Well, here at BeastNet, we found something that everybody can do. It's the Everything Live is Cancelled virtual race. And we have options for people who can get outdoors and those who can't. Join us and Brian Showman from Get Your Fix Physical Therapy. Find the details on BeastNet's Facebook and website, www.beastnetpod.com. Hey everybody, it's Mike here for BeastNet, and on this episode I have with me another host of the podcast, Charity. Charity, how you doing? I'm doing all right with these uh, times being crazy. How are you guys doing? We're doing all right. I mean, I honestly, I mean, at the time of this recording anyway, I'm I'm still working. In fact, actually, this is my quote-unquote lunch break while I record this, but (laughs) luckily today I'm working from home. I have been still out teaching though. Um, a lot of the places that I go to, um, they're still going, you know, refinery, stuff like that. They really can't completely shut down, but they still need safety training. So I've been going to a couple of refineries and still doing some safety training, but, uh, yeah, so we're doing okay. My wife's still working. She works in a small office, so they haven't closed yet. Um, so we're lucky in that aspect. So that we're still, we're, we're, we're still making money. I guess. So we're, we're lucky where a lot of people aren't, you know, here in, in the Seattle area because they've shut down most everything. So we're just waiting for the, the next shoe to drop and them to tell us where we are quarantined at home for, you know, however long. So they keep saying that they don't think it's that the, the governor said yesterday, he didn't think it was going to happen, but you know how that goes. <laughs> I do actually. They just declared a state of emergency in Vancouver, which is a sister city. Uh, yep. Most uh, restaurants here, you can't dine in anymore. You have to get takeout. Uh, yep. Most coffee shops, they have no coffee anymore. You can't do that. And getting yeah. groceries is a very scary experience. See, we've been lucky here on the groceries because um, we went yesterday afternoon. We have found that pretty much is if you go in the afternoon, it's not so bad. It seems like everybody tries to get in first thing in the morning because they're trying to get everything before it runs out. So if you go in the afternoon, you know, you're going to have more of a chance that things have, you know, are gone or have been run out, but you're not going to deal with all the, the, the crowds and crowds of people. So that's where I, at least my experience were around here. So that we've had, so with us, like I needed a few things this morning, like laundry soap and like, you know, wipes and things. And I yeah. went this morning to our local Walmart and I got to the doors at about 10 to seven. There was already 30 plus people outside waiting with carts yeah. and going into the store. It was me, 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 grab, grab, grab. It was quite scary actually. So. Yeah. So like, like I said, I've been, I've found that if you go in the afternoon, you don't get that because most of the people that are the me, 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 grab, grab, grab are the ones that are waiting outside the doors first thing in the morning. I know the Costco in Covington, which is a, a city about just outside of Kent around here. Uh, one of my friends was saying that uh, there was 700 people lined up around the building before they opened. Oh, wow. On, on one morning. Scary. Yeah. The scary thing is too, and I understand people want to feed their families and stock up, but 
just seeing the the hordes of people grabbing everything in sight. Like there's so many products here that we're out of that we shouldn't be. Like we had to, for example, get toilet paper by ordering yep. it from Staples online. Yeah. See, that's what we actually got lucky on that one too. We happened to like, it was pretty much like the day, the day before all the hoarding started happening, we happened to be at Costco and we're out of, you know, almost out of toilet paper. So we grabbed a 30 pack. And so we, you know, luckily just happened to grab one, you know, right before it all happened. And with only three people really in our house, I mean, a 30 pack is going to last us for two months. So mm-hmm. You know, we, we should be okay. So, you know, and then I do have a couple for camping. I have a couple of these things. They're called dude wipes. They're basically baby wipes that are unscented that, you know, I have a couple packs of those if it comes down to it, but those are pretty much just things I had for like camping or hiking just in case, you know, that I could throw on my pack. But yeah. So, I mean, I think we're, we're for most, most parts here, we're, we're okay. Um, like I said, yesterday, we did go shopping. We went to Safeway for a couple things, but we have like two blocks away from us. We have a little fruit stand that, you know, is still open. And I mean, it's actually not just a little fruit stand. It's actually a pretty decent sized one. Um, so we went there and we grabbed a bunch of, you know, fruits and vegetables and stuff like that, stuff that we could have the, the good stuff, you know, that's, you know, seems to be a lot better than what you get at the store. So. And that's what we've been trying to do. Like I've told some people, I've I started Weight Watchers, so I've really been watching what I've been putting in my body lately, you know, and food wise. And that was one of the things that I noticed that just amazes me at the store. You walk in and top ramen, cup of cup of noodles, all that stuff's gone. But fruits, vegetables, stuff like that, there's an abundance. You can get as much of that as you want. Well, and then in the so. situation I was in this morning, the fruits and vegetables actually in the Walmart were gone. And oh wow. Yeah, and I went to the shelves to look for things like pasta and pasta sauce, just easy to make things I can add to. And it was like a ghost town. Like it was scary how much stuff was gone. Like it, it a lot of people are panicking and I understand that, yep. but it's just, it's, it's crazy. Well, I think what it is too, is, I mean, I, I think where you're at in Vancouver, which amazingly just the other day, I was only like a mile away from there. You know, I was right at the border. Not that they would have let me cross at this time, but I was right there on one of my classes that I had to go teach. But <laughs> um, I think you guys are just a step behind us because about a week ago, that's how it was here. Where it was pretty much, there was nothing. Like everybody had hoarded everything. And then like a week later, because me and my wife, we actually haven't freaked out yet because we're like, if worse came to worse, we have enough food to last for two weeks. You know, by the end of those two weeks, the food that we would be eating, would it be good for us? Probably not. But we had enough to to last for two weeks if we had to, you know, so we weren't really rushing out to to get things. And we noticed we waited basically a week. And now most of the stuff that was gone last week is back. So because everybody else has already hoarded everything and now there's other things, it's still not easy to find things but there are now things are starting to get back on the shelves so it's kind of you know hopefully for you guys within you know a week or so you know hopefully you don't get locked down before then but that there you know hopefully will be stuff back on the shelf because like i said that's our problem right now is trying to make sure that what we're getting is still healthy because i want to i don't want you know i don't want my health to go because i just got into i've dropped 20 pounds in the last month i don't want this to be what makes that 20 pounds come back. I want to basically come out of this and hopefully be down another 20 pounds, but it's a matter of making sure that I keep my food intake and my exercise still going at, you know, a decent level while I'm doing this. 
So, and that's one reason we want to talk to you is the nutrition side. We know you're a nutritionist, so I mean, nutritionist, how, nutrition coach. I just want to make sure that's clear. Coach. I don't that's get right, the, the degree, but uh, and there's been people coming to me for advice because everyone's scared. They're like, "What can yeah. I do when there's nothing on the shelves? What can I do?" And they're freaking out because their meals aren't 100 healthy. And I'm like, "What do you have? What can we do for you?" And so I'm yeah. happy to actually talk about things that we've come up with because I have a seven year old at home, and at the yeah. end of the day, she needs to eat. We need to eat. And like you, I don't want to stock up on stuff that's, you know, crappy, but in a situation, you got to kind of roll with what you have, right? So. Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely roll with what you have. And that's kind of it. I mean, you know, I was talking to Aaron Singleton recently and I told him for me, I, I made sure that what I bought, because I have a sweet tooth, I bought fruits and veggies I know that will fill that sweet tooth. Uh -huh. So, <laughs> that I, oh, you know. Chocolate yeah. is my, my, my vice. So, yes, I get it. Yeah. I'm not a big chocolate guy. I'm just more the sweet. I like sugary, sugary stuff. I really do. And I have found though, as I've been eating better and cutting back on a lot of the really crappy sugary stuff that I eat, that a lot of fruits and veggies that I never noticed before, they, they will fill that sweet tooth, you know, pineapple, strawberry, a lot of your berries for me will fill that sweet tooth. I just need to make sure that, you know, it's, you know, like I said to Aaron, moderation, moderation, moderation. I mean, just because it's healthy per se, you know, a fruit doesn't mean that I need to eat six pineapples in a day, but you know, I mean, I, there's still sugar in it, you know, it's natural sugars, but it's still sugar. So, you know, no, and I hear you too. Like when I went and did my Walmart run this morning, I bought us some ketchup Pringles. Why? Because why not have a treat during these times, right? Like it's it, it's, it's a matter of moderation, like you said. Like you can enjoy things still, but end of the day, you got to make sure you're getting what you need to, you know, yes. be healthy and continue on no matter what's going on. So. Oh yeah, and that is so true. I mean, it's just trying, you know, and like I said, trying to be healthy through this whole, you know, this, you know, I I, I want to say nightmare because really it is. But it's something that we can get through. I, I mean, it's going to suck. Bad things are going to happen. I think this is going to be a real test of a lot of our, you know, our, our families and, you know, stuff like that, you know, being stuck together for two weeks, if that's what ends up happening. But I mean, it's also going to be a test of your willpower and how you come out the other side, you know, and I know for me in the past, and I've said it before, my willpower always hasn't been that great. I mean, look what happened after I hurt my foot. You know, I made really bad decisions and because of those bad decisions, I gained a hundred pounds, you know, and now I'm paying for that now. And my mindset right now is not to focus on what I did in the past, but to look at where I'm at right now and move forward from there. And so I'm really, really trying to work on that for myself. But that, like I said, part of that is, is I just got into the habit of eating right, going to the gym three times a week, you know, doing all that stuff. And now they're like, cool. Now you can't, you know everything at the store is gone and your gym's closed. So what is your, what is your willpower now? What is my willpower going to be to continue that now that it's tougher when it was easy or not really easy, I guess is in the word when it was easier, you know, it was tough, but now it's like, okay, we're going to throw some hurdles and some obstacles in your way. Can you, can you, you know, beat those obstacles and still continue on your journey? And that's kind of what my, my thing is, is I want to help people, get past those obstacles and continue on their healthy journey. So no, the same with us too. And unfortunately, because of these times we're in right now, we see a lot of these multi-level companies saying, you know, take this supplement or use this oil or you'll be immune. But in reality, I don't know if there's smiling on this podcast, but that's bullshit. 
Um, yeah. There's no cure for the coronavirus. It's a virus. Nope. And the best things that we can do as people and as families is just do what we can. Like, for example, I'm not going to lie. We have lots of canned pasta. We have lots of, you know, like canned ravioli. We have easy to make dinners. And mm -hmm. being someone who's a nutrition coach, it's hard because I've worked so hard to get our family to a point where we're having this, that, and the other. But in these times, like a, a few things come to mind. Okay, this is what we have to eat. But we don't have to eat, you know, 80% full. So stop eating when you're 80% full. Have your water. Mm -hmm. So you have canned vegetables. Eat the canned vegetables, frozen vegetables. Like we are going to be doing a dinner tomorrow where I'm going to have um, some no-sauce spaghetti with just frozen vegetables. Not the best, but at least we're still trying. And I, I can see where you're coming from too, because you're like, I've made this plan. I'm doing the best I can. This happens. And in these times, we need to think about that. It's like, okay, we can't be perfect, but what, what can we do to add instead of like be someone who's super worried about what's on the plate? Because in the end, yeah. we all have to We all have to eat. Uh oh, did I lose you? No, I'm still here, I think. Okay. 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 <laughs> well, yeah, and that's it. I mean, we also have to eat. And that's kind of my thought on this has been, you know, because my, and I know more the way my brain works. And this is what happened like when I broke my foot is, you know, well, all my plans are ruined. My goals are shot. So I'm going to sit on the couch and eat potato chips. And I use that phrase all the time. And everyone's like, why do you say that? Because that's exactly what I did. I sat on the couch, ate potato chips and every other thing that was bad for me because my goals were shot. And, you know, this year, like, you know, Spartan race, a lot of those things, those are gone for the time, time being. Does that mean we need to stop working out? No. You know, and that's what I'm trying to do is not let my brain go to that worst case scenario. Of, well, everything's screwed. Time to start eating potato chips and not care anymore. And it's like, no, 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 that's not where I want to go with this. I need to figure, okay, everything's not going the way I wanted it to right now. I'm going to have to modify my plan and do the best that I can. It doesn't mean I need to give up. You know, and that's my biggest thing right now for me anyway. And I'm hoping other people, you know, aren't giving up either. But I know in the past that would be this would be my time to give up, you know, in my in the past. And I know me well enough. This would be where I'm like, cool, everything's screwed. Time to give up. No, I've had that mindset, too, as well. Like, especially when I started seeing the impact that this this coronavirus had on everybody. Yeah. It's like, what do we do? Do we try and be perfect? Do we try and adapt? And we have to adapt. I mean, another thing yeah. I've been thinking of as well is there's a lot of small vegetable and fruit stands that uh, sell the the stuff that isn't quite good enough for production. Go there and get in bulk, and then throw it in a smoothie. Yeah, it's another like cheap idea, right? Like it's not expensive. Yeah. You're still getting your nutrients. You can probably make, I'd say, average blender four or five servings. So that's also something you can do as well. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I, I, I do a lot is I will go and, you know, me and Amber will go down to, like I said, we have a, a fruit stand that's really less than a mile from our house. I mean, we could even use it as a, a, an exercise, go walk out, walk to it and back and we get, you know, like a two mile walk, you know, or a jog or whatever. So we can go down, grab what we want. And then you have, you know, a, a weighted carry on the way back to carry everything back. But it's I'll get a bunch of that chop it up and throw it in the freezer, you know, chop up a pineapple, throw it all in the freezer. And then when I want to have a smoothie, rather than putting ice in my smoothie, I'm throwing sm throwing frozen pineapple chunks in and making that part of the, the frozen part of my smoothie. And I mean, that's a way, cause a lot of people are worried about that. They're going to be like, I'm going to go out and buy all this fruit. And if I don't eat it in the next three days, it's going to go bad. Well then take part of it and freeze it. 
Yeah, you can yeah. blanch it as well. You can also buy canned fruit if you're yep. in an area that doesn't have the resources. Canned fruit is just as tasty. Uh, the one mm-hmm. thing I would recommend, though, is most canned fruit is uh, sitting in sugar water. So just strain it before you eat it. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. So, no, no. And I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, I mean, it's it's finding different ways to do it. And, and I think that's what a lot of people, you know, we've gotten so much as a society and, you know, not just Americans and not just Canadians and not just whatever, but a lot of us, you know, I mean, you know, first world problems of we are so used to everything being, we, we want that instant gratification. We don't want to work for it. So, and some of the stuff with going on now, if you want to eat healthy, you're going to have to work for it a little bit. You know, like I said, go buy some fruit, chop it up, Throw it in Ziploc baggies and throw it in your freezer. So right now, for the first time in forever, we have a freezer that's out in our, our garage that we don't use. So we plugged it in and all the extra stuff that we're getting, you know, we're getting a bunch of stuff. And like I said, fruits, we're chopping them up, throwing them in Ziploc baggies and throwing them out in the other freezer. So that if this does happen, you know, if we can't leave the house for two weeks in a week and a half, I can still have fruit. You know, and I don't have to leave my house to go try and find it. It's just, it's, I've chopped it up and froze it. And that's kind of it is just finding ways to continue being, being good and nutritious. So, and that's, but that, like you said, that is hard where I, we do have canned stuff too, a bunch of canned stuff just in case, you know, but you know, for me, I'm trying to keep in my brain, that's worst case scenario. And I'll be honest, the one reason I keep mentioning cup of noodle and top ramen is because I keep looking at the top shelf and it's, there's two cases of both. <laughs> So, and that's because really the 18 year old, when we're not around, cause we're still working, that's what he'll make himself. So, but he's 18, his body can take it. <laughs> you know, we have instant noodles in the house too. Cause I'm like, okay, we don't have to add the salty packets of flavoring. Yeah. They're noodles. We have the canned soups. We've got those things. And that's like you were saying the worst case scenario, but uh, something else people might not think about is that many people have crock pots. You can take yeah. those veggies and chop them up and add water and some simple spices and make yourself soups and then freeze it because that way, if you're ever low on food, there's a soup. You know what's in it and it's 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 healthy and who doesn't love coming home to smell their house full of food, right? Like it's it's amazing. Oh, yeah. And oh yeah, it just I, and I know a lot of people are scared, but like you said, we can do this. Um, this other yeah. thing that we've been doing as well is like for example i went and bought a i guess it's a bag of meatballs from walmart i've put those mm-hmm. into portions so we can always add extra protein to our meals yeah Easy as that. like grab grab in bulk and break them up into portions if you're concerned about your healthy eating because that way you can go okay i want this and it's just a matter of figuring it all out but yeah definitely there are options Oh, there are. And that's just it. It's finding those options and finding options that work for you. And I mean, it's one of those things like, you know, every option that me and you are saying isn't going to work for everybody, but there are different options you can use. And I, I love the soup option because I'm a soup guy. I will make soup every chance I get. I love soup, but I like, you know, and I, and I mentioned it to a few other people when I lost weight, you know, 10, 12 years ago, whenever it was, I went from 280 to 180 in about a year. So, and a lot of that was, was talking to a nutritionist and my nutritionist kept telling me, she's like, make me a list of your favorite foods. So I made a list. It was like chili and all of those things. And she's like, okay, chili is amazing for you. It's full of fiber. It's got all this other stuff. It's fruits and it's veggies. It's all this. If you make it at home and put the right ingredients in it, she's like, but buying it out of getting it out of like, you know, a can, there's so much, you know 
sodium and everything else in there, it's not so good. So she's like, most of your favorite foods are amazing for you if you make them at home, because like you said, you know what's in it because you put it there. So, and that's, you know, me with chili is I make my chili and I mean, it's when I make my chili for one, I have to usually make two because Amber doesn't like it. Like I do. I like it so hot that it burns on both ends. Um, but (laughs) you know, I like my chili, like hot. I love using habaneros and I like it so that when you eat it, because habaneros, the best part about them is it takes about 10 seconds before the heat hits. So usually you're on bite number two and all of a sudden your mouth explodes. So, and that's my, those are my favorites. Cause I'll make a chili that's really sweet tasting, but then all of a sudden you take a bite and you know, you, you go for that second bite and all of a sudden it explodes in your mouth. And that's the best way. Yep. Amber and doesn't like we that. Do as well as if, <laughs> sorry to interrupt, but we have veggies and stuff like say the veggies, like celery yep. and carrots are kind of starting to turn. I cut mm-hmm. them up. I wash, well, I wash them, cut them up and then put them on the table for Sierra. My daughter's seven, so she'll kind of graze, and yeah. during the day she'll eat those veggies. So, yeah, see, celery. See, I couldn't do that with. I, I I'm the guy. Like, remember, I remember being a kid, and they did the the celery and peanut butter. Mm-hmm. I would lick the peanut butter out of the celery and throw out the celery away. So for me, the celery was just a delivery system for the peanut butter. I just me and celery don't get along. But I will put it in things. Like I make split pea soup. I put mm-hmm. celery in it because it doesn't taste right without it. You know. So there's a lot of things that will use celery, but I won't eat it just straight but you know it's one thing that i'll probably actually end up making in the next day or two is a big big you know thing of split pea soup making the crock pot i've got a ham bone that's been in the fridge for a couple months throw that ham bone and a little bit of ham in that split pea soup let it cook for a day in the crock pot and then have it for dinner and then throw the rest of it in the in in the you know containers and throw in the freezer and then you know in a couple days when all of a sudden oh Hey, we're getting low on stuff. Hey, let's have some of that split pea soup, you know, and I'll do the same with like potato soup and a lot of others. Like I said, I love soup and I love to cook. So this was like me learning how to eat better, really brought back out my, my love to cook. So I I've been cooking all my life. Um, I think me and Amber were together for about two years before she realized I could cook because I didn't like the kitchen we had. So I finally cooked for her and she went and told my mom, she's like, Hey, he made this sweet and sour chicken. It was amazing. My mom's like, he's the best cook in the family. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, another tip as well is like, I know the big bulk bins um, at, you know, whatever store you're local to have been closed, obviously due to, to virus concerns, but I'm sure if someone would grab like a bag of nuts and portion those out, there's your protein. Easy to yep. go, easy to eat and cheap. So that's another option mm-hmm. for people as well, because a lot of people worry about getting their protein and their carbs and their fats. Well, have like a, you know, a, a sandwich snack size or half of that bag of nuts. That, that helps as well. That'll help keep you full. Yeah. And that's it. It's a lot of it too, is really finding foods that make you full. And one of the things that I have found a lot, um, it, it makes you have to know where a bathroom is all the time. But for me, if I suddenly feel hungry, I drink a water. Mm-hmm. or something. And I found that, you know, that curbs my appetite. You know, I have a lot of like, or I get a lot of the, the, I don't like water. I don't like the taste of water because there is no real taste. Um, but what I do a lot of times is I have the, the powders that I can put in my water to give it a little bit of taste and just make sure the ones that I'm getting aren't sugary. So, you know, there's a couple out there, superior noon's not too bad. Um, there's a couple others that you can get that aren't really sugary. 
And that's what you just got to watch out for is make sure you're not using sugary ones, but it's something to flavor your water and drink water. And all of a sudden I'm not hungry anymore. Yeah. So, a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll get that picture or picture, sorry, in the fridge and they'll mm-hmm. throw like some strawberries or blueberries in the water, mm-hmm. let it sit for a day. And then there's your flavored water. I found one is cucumbers. I don't like the taste of Ooh. cucumbers, but I like cucumber water. That's a good one. It's really weird, but I do. Cucumber or lemon, sometimes it's both, you know? So, and the other one I found too was coffee. I love my coffee and I am a, I'm a mocha guy. And my problem is, is I'll go to Starbucks and I will get a venti quad white chocolate peppermint mocha. Yes. And it's amazing, but it is like 900 calories. Mm-hmm. So my entire calorie intake per day on some days will be my mochas. Cause there's days that if it's a long day and I have a chance because partly too, I don't have internet at home. So I would stop at Starbucks to use their internet. And of course, while you're there, you can't just sit there. You have to get a mocha. Mm-hmm. And I might do that two or three times in a day, you know, and there's my entire calorie intake went into my mochas. So I have really cut back on that. If I do stop at a Starbucks, I'll just get a drip coffee now because it's like, I, I just, you know, but the other thing I found is in the mornings, so that I don't just stop Starbucks just to get the coffee, I will brew myself coffee, and then I put a 12-cup thing into a thermos, and then I take a, I don't know if you've ever seen them at Costco, they're the Premier Protein Shakes, uh-huh. yes. and I get a vanilla one of those, and I dump it in my coffee. That's and, very good, yeah. Um, and you're a man it, after my own heart. My coffee used to be a venti uh, white chocolate mocha frock that was my jam yeah. for a long time so i totally get you but yes when you actually so, start to see exactly what's in those it's like yeah. oh and i found honestly it's like you know i don't miss my white chocolate mocha i just use the the french or the vanilla flavored premier proteins and i dump one of those into my coffee and but i mean it's like one of those into like a 12 cup thing of coffee because my thermos is big enough to hold you know 12 cups so one of those into a 12 cup thing of coffee you know and then i drink it and on my weight watchers that's one point <laughs> for an entire like thing of coffee so i i love my coffee but um but it's just one of those things it's it's finding ways to eat what you sh- feel like you shouldn't be eating but in a healthy way no not so, green actually um yeah. we were gifted with an air fryer for christmas and so yes. when Sarah wants things like French fries or just anything fried, like we've done hash browns in it, we've done bacon in it, you need like basically a teaspoon of oil and you can still have like your French fries and your bacon. And they say you can do eggs in them. I haven't done that yet, but that's another option as well. Like if, if you can, I'm not saying you have to, but if you have an appliance like that, utilize it. Like buy a bulk bag of potatoes, make French fries or, you know, like fry up some carrots or things like that. Cause I know, especially with kids and during now, even cause they're stressed out, they're picky ears, yep. like flip the script, add something different to it, have them help. That's also a good point as well. Oh yeah. Have the kids help. And then they understand too, you know, explain to them, you know, the, the difference between, you know, foods and stuff. I know my kid, a lot of times I've shown him, like he loved the knowledge chili cause for a long time, you know, I, I, fell into the habit of the garbage eating. That's why I was 280 pounds, you know, 10 years ago, because I really got into the habit of the garbage eating. And then once I stopped doing that and actually started cooking again, there was foods that my kid was like, this is, uh, these are horrible. But then all of a sudden I made it at home and he's like, this is really good. And it's like, yeah, if you make it at home and you get some of that salt out of it, suddenly your taste buds start to work better again. So, and you can taste things and the things 
that, you know, my, my wife hated split pea soup when we first got together. Now she loves it. Same with my kid. They love it because yeah. I make it at home and it tastes better, so much better when it's homemade. Agreed. And also, too, and this is for anyone that has young kids at home, even in these times, get them involved. Have them help you mm-hmm. wash the fruit or veggies. Have, well, of course, you know, being a parent, help them chop the veggies. Don't give them the big knife because, well, you know, yeah. but have them be involved in the process. Like, I know a lot of them might be like, well, I don't want this. I don't want that. Ask them, what would you like? How would you want it made? Because I know with Sierra, she watches us cook and she... Mm-hmm finds it almost like exciting because she's like we're making this from scratch right mom like yeah we're trying so there's another thing for you (laughs) yeah oh yeah and it's one of those things it's like i have a niece and i I love my niece to death but her kids are spoiled little brats when it comes to food and it's amazing to watch like my sister and my mom who both when i I remember when i was a kid it's pretty much you eat what we made or freaking starve Mm -hmm. like baby these kids and it's like we have a, a, a sunday morning thing that we are sunday afternoon thing that we usually do that we haven't done in a couple of weeks because of course my sister's old and so are my parents so <laughs> we don't want to have the you know them exposed to anybody and uh, unfortunately maybe get coronavirus um but we would do we would all cook something healthy and then go have like a potluck at my sister's house and it amazed me every time my, my niece's kids, she would bring them over and then make them like chicken nuggets or something else or pizza rolls or whatever. And it's like, cause they want to eat the healthy food. And I'm like, you're killing me. I mean, <laughs> you know, if it was me and I've told the kids flat out, I'm like, if it was me, you guys would eat what we made or you'd starve, at least try something, mm-hmm. you know? And they just, they, they baby them. And I'm like, you, you know how bad it's going to be for them when they get older, if you don't start now making them eat healthy food instead of being like only eating the crap that they want to eat, you know? And that's just, it, it, it worries me. And especially in a time like this, when there's two, two weeks possibly where you're going to be sitting at home of what if you start running low on those foods, those kids are going to have to start eating something else. or they are going to start having problems, you know? So it's like, you got to get your kids involved, you know, get them, teach them the healthy eating styles that you're trying to, because if you don't, part of the problem you're going to run into too, is those foods are still in the house. No, and you make a good, you made a couple of good points. Um, Like I said, I have a seven-year-old at home. And of course she loves things like chicken nuggets yeah. and all of that, like tacos and all that stuff. Um, But at the same time, like at an early age, we got her exposed to things like avocado. Like she literally picked the avocado out of my sushi rolls when she was younger. I still do that. Yeah. Just and, uh, don't like avocado. <laughs> I'm trying not to raise her as a picky eater, but I'm trying to raise her with choices. So yes. for example, she wants chicken nuggets. Fine, you're seven years old, but what can we put beside those chicken nuggets? Like, what can you choose that's not French fries? Like, I try to give her yeah. options. And even when we grocery shop, like, that's another thing, too. I know things are crazy, but take your kids grocery shopping and be like, okay, look at these fruits, yeah. look at these vegetables. What do you want to try? Because I'm not the type of uh, parent that, or even nutrition coach that would force anything on anyone. And if someone's like, eh, I will let them choose. Like, I'll even put stuff on the table for Sierra and I'll let her graze all day. Like, if you yeah. don't know what this is, I'm just going to leave it out there. You'll eat it eventually. And, but no, I totally hear you though. Raising picky eaters, especially now, is not a good idea just because of the fact that food choices may become limited. We might end up in a recession and yeah. kids need to understand okay, there's X, but what can I do to Y to make, you know, Z better? So, yeah. just be very careful, parents, but also at the same time, make sure you're not telling your kids, this is really bad or this is really good. Yeah. Middle. 
Yeah. And I mean, that's it. And you know, that was kind of my credit. I, I, you said it much better than I did of give them the options, you know, at least give them a chance to try other things where I feel like a lot of, a lot of parents now are just like, okay, fine. I'm not even going to attempt you know, to say, Hey, at least try this, you know, or here's some options. Here's like six things. Try, you know, try one of them, you know, one or two of them just to give them different tastes. Cause that's one thing that you never know is there's certain foods that, you know, your entire life, you're like, yeah, no, I ain't eating that. Like for me, cauliflower, cauliflower, my entire life. Uh, uh-uh, Nope. Cauliflower is disgusting. I don't want it. And I realized like two years ago, I don't think I've ever actually eaten cauliflower. I just immediately thought it was disgusting because it looked like broccoli that was just white. So, and broccoli is disgusting, but <laughs> <laughs> so I just never, you know, I never really ate cauliflower. And then all of a sudden I realized all the different things you can do to it. Cauliflower really has little to no taste. You can use spices and stuff to make it taste better. Mm-hmm. So it's like cauliflower really isn't that bad. And I actually use it in a lot now. You know, and it's just a matter of trying different things. And, you know, sometimes your tastes change, too, as you get older. You know, the things that you think were disgusting years ago that suddenly aren't that bad. I agree. Although I'll never touch liver ever, ever, because no. Liver, <sighs> it just sounds bad. Like, it's not happening. But, uh, like, we did a family trip to Australia in November. And mm-hmm. my seven-year-old daughter wasn't afraid to try new things. She had part of a kangaroo bird. So, Ooh. and, yeah, well, it, this is because we're having different things. It wasn't bad, yeah. actually, but... never had kangaroo before. I've had shark, I've had bison, I've had some other ones, but never kangaroo. So, I've had alligator. Alligator's really good, but, yeah. Just having the kids try different things, and especially now, when they don't have any choices, you can even, yeah. like, one thing I've done with CR2 is I've taken out different packages of food, and I've said, okay, we're supposed to be eating healthy. You look at these packages, tell me which one you think is the most healthy. I don't yeah. prompt her, I don't tell her which one. And normally she makes a relatively good choice. And I actually have her now, like, she'll put pasta, like, dump the pasta in the water for me. Or she'll, you know, look through the choices or help me meal plan even at seven years old. And that's the other thing as well. I know um, with food being kind of, I want to say sketch, but sparse, you can still yeah. go ahead and do a meal plan just to make sure that you, you, you're shopping for what you need. And that's another thing to save money because we're all trying to save money right now. So, mm-hmm. for example, our family does a meal plan for seven days. So we'll go, okay, this is dinners for, you know, Monday to Sunday. And then these are the snacks. And then um, my work is kind of uncertain right now. But normally what I would do on Sundays is I would make lunches uh, for Ryan and I for the week. But because mm-hmm. we don't know what's going to happen, um, still planning for things. Like I still have snacks, stuff put aside. I still have this put aside. So that's something else everyone can do as well. It doesn't cost you anything. It just makes you think, okay, I'm going to get these things only because that'll also take pressure off people as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's awesome. I mean, you have to be, you know, you have to be planned. You have to be ready for this stuff. So it's like you said earlier with the air fryer, I have, I got it for Amber for Christmas. It's the Ninja foodie, which is an air fryer, pressure cooker and slow cooker all in one. And that has been a huge, huge help. So, you know, to us for cooking, right? So, because we can do all of it. We can do the air frying, like you said, and it's actually big enough for that you can air fry something for three people because we had an air fryer before, but it wasn't big enough to cook. I mean, it was like you would cook for like two people, maybe, you know, and this one's big enough that we could do all of it. And I mean, there's a lot of things that we forgot how to make that where you combine, the, combine them, like um, making um, chicken wings. Mm-hmm. You cook them first in the, the, the pressure cooker and then air fry them. 
and they're amazing, you know, and we can make, it took 40 minutes for us to make, you know, chicken wings for the entire family. And then once they were done cooking, throw whatever we want on them, depending on, you know, how we want them to be and stuff like that. So having stuff like that, if you have those kind of things is really great to be able to, to make things and to make different things. Cause I think that's going to be the part that's going to be hard in this time is making sure that you have stuff so you can make different types of foods and try different things. You know, this is the time if you have the gadgets, you know, I have enough gadgets on the house. I keep looking around I keep finding ones. I, I forgot I have a smoker sitting out on the porch. Is that horrible <laughs> that, you know, cause we haven't used it in a while. No, we actually just had to reorganize our kitchen because we have different gadgets. Like we have the crock pot, we have the instant pot, we have the air fryer, we have a blender. Yeah. Um, we have a barbecue that does smoking and barbecuing. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like a two-in-one. So it, it, if you have gadgets maybe, or if you don't know you have them, like look through your cupboards. You never know what you might have. And yeah. actually to get us back to a point we were making earlier about soup. So a lot of people have asked me um, how to make like the more creamy, the more almost like thicker soups so when i make my soup on my stove my crock pot what i'll do is i'll let it cool down i'll add some unflavored almond milk to it and once it's cool i'll throw it to the blender because that way it gets all the textures all the flavors in but it smooths it out so there's something else you can do as well and that stuff freezes really well yeah see i haven't thought about that because usually what i do is for like uh my split pea soup it's hard to get the 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 meat depending on how i do it but i will put like everything the i got a food processor i'll put the carrots the celery and all of the the vegetables in with the meat and almost make a paste and then throw them in before it starts cooking so it's you know that way when i do go to freeze it it freezes a lot better because it's more of a paste but then because i throw the chicken bone or the chicken bone the ham bone in that usually has ham on it you do end up with chunks off that but yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yes, I. And the other thing, because because you mentioned your smoker, if you have access to one, like smoking doesn't cook the meat; it smokes it. So, if you have a bunch of meat in your freezer, you can smoke it, refreeze it, and then that way, when it comes time to cook it again, it'll save you time. That's also something else we've been thinking of as well. Like, a lot of people don't realize what they have in their freezers. We don't all have those big stand-up freezers, but go through the freezer in your fridge, see what you have. Yeah. Um, go online and you can Google kitchen leftover dinners. So if it comes down to that, there's many websites where you can get free recipes that say, just take everything in your freezer and go. That's also yeah. another free resource as well. It's not a bad, bad thing to look at. See, I, I know for me, it's one of those I grew up, I grew up, I mean, I don't want to say poor, but we didn't have a lot of money. So there was a lot of, I, I learned really early how to go through the fridge or the freezer and find leftovers and make just crazy meals because I just, you had to cook with what you had. And there's been a couple of times, like, you know, since me and Amber have been married where, you know, when we were low on money and she's looking in the fridge going, we have nothing to eat. And I'm like, well, we have that, 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 and that we throw it all together. She's like, that's a horrible idea. I'm like, go away. I'll cook this. And you can tell me after I'm done. And then you do it and it's like, oh, that actually worked out pretty good with a little bit of spices and whatever. And that's kind of it is, I mean, you know, you, you use what you have. It's, this is the time to figure out how to be creative. So some of the favorite meals that we have in our house are things that we never thought would work together, but just happen to have in the fridge and we were low on funds and it's like, well, we're going to, we got to eat something. So yeah. So this is a time to be creative. And I, yeah. I agree, like we grew up unfortunately poor, so we didn't have a lot of money or food in the house at times. So definitely a good time to be creative. Like you never know what putting like, you know, 
this vegetable with that piece of meat will turn out. And that's where a lot of people have told me that their best soups have come from. Like, mm-hmm. put this meat here, put these vegetables there, and boom. Because um, yeah. I know, especially now, we're all thinking long-term, like, what if, what if this goes on a month, two months, three months? Like, we all have to make sure we take care. And obviously, I want to make sure people are eating the best that they can. But at the same time, and I'm going to say this, you know, multiple times, people, please do not beat yourselves up. If you cannot no. be 100% healthy, as long as your family is eating and as long as you are eating, that's what matters. Like, do what you can to make the best meals of what you have, but at the same time, make sure you're eating. Like end, end of story. Yeah. And that is so true. I mean, you know, if it's a choice between eating healthy and not eating at all, eat, feed mm-hmm. your body, your body needs fuel without fuel. It's not going to, it's not going to end well for anybody. So make sure you're eating, you know, but I mean, you know, do what you can, you know, and use what you got. And I mean, it's one of those things, if for whatever reason, by the end of this, you're eating crap food because that's all you have left do it. You have to feed your body, you know, and then once this is all over, we can do, like I said, you start with where am I at now? And let's move forward from here. And that's really what we have to look at and stop looking at. Oh, you know, I ate bad yesterday. My diet's gone. I might as well give up. No, it's just start where you're at today and move forward. And that's, that's kind of the thing. It's like, you know, our friend Jesse at WCO says all the time, always forward, always forward. And that's it. We just got to remember that always forward. Yeah. And then if you're one of the lucky ones that are able to get um, actually the big packs of chicken or hamburger, portion them. That's mm-hmm. what we do. We buy like the big four packs of chicken breasts, two in a freezer bag. Yep. And, that and that's where you get something. Yeah. And that's where we got lucky is we got, we hit Costco when they still had some of the stuff and they had, they actually had um, the chicken breasts in like two two breasts per packet you know the way that they were they were in the things but you bought them in like 10 packets so we have a bunch of those that we threw in the freezer we got you know they had the the ground beef that was in one pound packets but you bought five at a time and you know it was we did some of that so stuff that you know we knew like i said we we have a stand-up freezer that's outside that we never use because we usually don't buy food thinking that we're going to, you know, it's not like it was when I was a kid where, you know, we would buy an entire cow at a time. <laughs> so that was our meat for the year. We'd buy a cow, like literally buy a cow and then they'd butcher it and we'd get all different cuts and put them in our freezer. Um, <laughs> I grew up on a farm kind of, so that's kind of how I, you know, remember foods, but so we just never do that. So we just have the freezer in our house, the one that's above our fridge. So now we're like, okay, we have that. Let's use it. Let's get some of these meats and some of the stuff that we can freeze. So if this goes bad and we are stuck at home, we're still eating in mm-hmm. two weeks. You know, we're not scrounging through the house trying to find the last little, you know, little crumb. And from what I've heard from a lot of people, at least at least how it happened in Wuhan is because I had a friend that was actually in Wuhan as a teacher. Um, an English teacher in Wuhan when everything went down. And she said, even for them, when they shut everything down and said, you can't leave your house, they still had like one time a week where they were allowed to go to the store or one time every, it was one time every three days, you know, they were given, they were allowed to go to the store. And from what I've heard here in the U S anyway, what they, even when the places that have already done the two week, like two weeks, you can't go anywhere. You can still go to the doctor 
and you can still go to the store if you need to. So that's what I think a lot of people aren't really noticing is that they are still giving most people a chance that even once they do doing the the, the shutdown, that we can still go to the store and get stuff if we have to. So that's where I think a lot of people are worried and why a lot of people are stockpiling now is we're going to be stuck and we can never leave our house for two weeks. That's not really the case. They will still let you go to the store in most cases. But I'm not saying you should go to the store every day. You still want to do the social distancing. But Mm -hmm. if push came to shove and you were, you know, out of food, you could still go to the store and get stuff. So, I mean, it's, yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, So, no, and I agree as well. And I understand, like, we used to be a family that would shop week by week. Because that way nothing would go bad, we'd get what we need. But we've actually gone to the grocery store, I'm going to say three times in the last couple of weeks, just to make sure we had what we need, that we had extra just in case, and then to yeah. make sure we had like the basic cleaning supply. Because you never know. And yeah. there's something else I wanted to mention as well, and I've noticed this popping up in more and more areas. I don't know if it's local to you guys as, as well, but there are actually um, services that will deliver meat. And we'll deliver vegetables to you. Yeah, You'd have to look online to see what's in your area. But as a nutrition coach, I recommend that. Because what you can do is you can get a group of three, four, five, six friends together. Order a huge box of produce or a huge, you know, a box of meat, however they come, and then split up. That only will save you time and save you money. But that way, you know what you're getting. And I've had a few people actually mention that as well. Like, if you can get these services and you can afford them, get in a group and do it. Because that way, you're still getting essentials, but you're not putting yourself or your family at risk of going out. Yeah. And that's it. And that's the other thing to look for is resources. There's still a lot of, I mean, around here, all of, you know, restaurants and all that stuff has been closed down. But there still is the option of, you know delivery of amazon amazon will still deliver food costco will still deliver stuff to your house there are a lot of these you know safeway by my house you can do the drive up and and walk away basically thing where you order it online and you just show up and they load your groceries and you never even have to get out of your car i mean you probably should it's kind of rude just to expect someone to throw all this stuff in the car for you but you know (laughs) but you can do that you can order them and you don't even have to get out of the car so it's there are options that people really need to look at you know if you you are afraid to get outside i mean there are options to still be able to get the foods that you need of course some things are going to be out so you might have to you know adjust but you know there are still options and that's i think what people really need to to focus on and see that they do have options to go get stuff so and that's where i think a lot of people think that they're stuck they can't do anything because oh my gosh everything's gone to gone to hell and it has kind of but you do still have options to get out. Yeah, no, we actually did our stuff. first Walmart online grocery order. Um, I placed my order Friday morning of last week, and it showed up Monday. And I think they were only had to substitute five items, but we still got our groceries to our door. And the people that are out there delivering, like, they're very safe. They're doing the social distancing. But the produce they picked for us, I was impressed. It was not bruised. It was not shriveled. So look into options like that in your community as well. Like even Walmart, you can do that. You can either get it delivered or you can do the buy online and go pick it up. We don't drive. So the delivery was a good option. Yeah. You don't drive? Oh, I'd go nuts. Never had a license. So no. (laughs) I I would go nuts. But but for my job, I kind of have to. I drive to job sites and 
walk job sites to make sure people are safe. And that's one thing a lot of people don't realize. Construction sites haven't shut down. Construction sites are still, a lot of those are still going around here. And a couple of them, like one of the ones that I have to go walk every, you know, every Monday, it's at a, uh, uh, an assisted living facility. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things. They still have to get the job done because they've got, you know, this building's like halfway renovated for the people that are actually living there. So it's kind of, you know, construction's still going on in a lot of places. So there are still things happening out there. A lot of people, I think, feel like everything's shut down and nobody's leaving their house. It's like, no, some of us are still working. So at least at the time of this recording, that could change before we this goes to air. But yeah, for us, it's the same thing. Like restaurants, no dining, but takeout. Um, mm-hmm. They're telling people really not to go unless you have to. Um, rec centers are closed. Uh, they're yep. talking about closing public parks. Schools are closed. Daycares are closed. Um, they're telling people on public transit to enter on the back of the bus to avoid getting the drivers infected. So there's some changes here as well. But again, as long as we're all smart about it, we should be fine. Oh, yeah, we should be. And I mean, that's been the hard thing, too, is I've got a friend of mine who is a he's a bus driver in Seattle. And we do a, a conspiracy show together on uh, Sunday nights. And that's one thing we talked about in the last one. He's like, his biggest worry on this is the fact that he he is a bus driver. So he's literally sitting in a, a steel tube with really no protection from anybody who might be sick. So it's like, you know, I understand the, the getting in the back door now. So that way it's less chance of getting them sick. But still, I mean, he's basically sitting in a, in a steel Petri dish. So... Mm-hmm. And it's scary. At my work, um, I'm part of the IT team that helps support the applications and programs to keep the buses running. And we've been oh, told wow. we're essential, so we cannot work from home. We have to come in. And I've yeah. actually been um, at home this week with a cold. And so I've been told to come back in next week. So I'm hoping they let us work from home because it, it definitely scary for sure. It is. It is. And the, the hard thing right now, too, is for some of us, this is our big allergy season. Mm-hmm. I'm too. I, I'm allergic to nature. I mean, literally, grass, weeds, and tree pollen. So, I mean, I have a stuffy nose right now, and I've been sneezing, but I have no fever and no symptoms. So it's kind of one of those things, though. But I sneeze in the in certain places, and people go running. It's kind of weird, but it's kind of one of those. I'm not. I know that I have no fever. I have no cough. I have nothing else but the running nose. So, and when I take allergy medicine it stops. So I know it's my allergies right now, but how many other people out there are, you know, have allergies and are worried that it might be something worse. So, and it's, it's interesting to see, like my daughter had, you know, a little bit of a cough and was a little bit flushed one day at work and her boss made her go to go to the ER and she like walked in and they're like, you don't have a temperature, go away. <laughs> no, same here. I've got allergies as well. And uh, so when I was in Walmart earlier, like I was like resisting the urge to sneeze. So I didn't want people to freak out. I get it. Yeah. Then even here, like when you walk down the aisles, allergy medication, cough medication, it, it's all gone. Yeah. So it's, I, I feel your pain about having allergies, but it is what it is. And it is, but it's just, it's interesting, you know, for this time of year to like just kind of, it's weird, really weird to just kind of see the way thing, people are reacting to a lot of this. And it's, it's scary. Because it's one of those things that it is kind of, you know, I worry a couple of times. I'm like, is this still just allergies or is it going into something else? 
But then I'm like, I'm still not coughing. I still don't have a, you know, a fever. I don't have any aches. I don't have anything else. It's just the, the you know, and it's not really even a runny nose. It's just a little bit stuffed up, mm-hmm. but it's still enough. And then sneezing. And it's just like, you know, you start wondering in your own brain because it's kind of one of those those things are you sick or is your brain just trying to make it sound like you're sick you know it's like are you just overthinking it and it's you know but at the same time you know do you need to stay home to to not infect anyone and luckily for me i'm not working today so and today's actually been the worst of my 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 issues with my my allergies but but then of course i've got every window and door in the house open so that the air will flow through but <laughs> so no I, I hear you too when i when i called work and i on monday and i'm like i have a cold i probably shouldn't come in they've been asking me to check in daily to make sure yeah. it isn't progressing and i haven't had any of like the problems breathing the fever nothing i know it's a cold but they're yeah. being cautious and that's actually something else i just wanted to mention as well anyone who has a cold or a cough or anything make sure you are hydrating please don't yes. do the gatorades because they're full of sugar and crap water because yep. the best thing you can do in this time, even if it's allergies, is just drink your water. It's it, yeah. it's free. It's it, it's easy. And I kind of not militant, but I have a one liter bottle of water sitting at uh, my, my my bedside table right now. So make sure you guys are doing that as well, because it'll help. It will. And that helps for a lot of things is just water. And like we say, like you said, I'm I'm a big proponent of that. And I will be honest, I do drink. I drink the Gatorade Zeros a lot, but because... I, I, I need something a little bit more than water occasionally, but I do make sure I get enough water too. But when I do, like I said, if I do have a Gatorade, it's always the zeros. I, I want the ones with no sugar, you know, no whatever. Cause at one point in time, Gatorade was amazing for us, but mm-hmm. then it was bought out by, uh, you know, a major corporation and that major corporation wanted to make money and sell them. So they added all the sugars and all of that stuff to make them taste better. So they would sell better. And so that great, amazing stuff that Gatorade would do it doesn't do anymore because you know sugar is you know too much sugar is bad for you obviously but it also blocks the electrolytes from getting into your body so it doesn't really Gatorade doesn't do what most people think it's it's doing no and it's also fake sugars too because our bodies the way that they're biologically designed can't process the fake sugar so if you're getting something that has all the fancy names for the fake sugar your body is like what am I doing so yeah. If you need to have sugar, I've had a few people say that they've added like, you know, a quarter teaspoon of sugar, like white sugar into the bottom of their like one liter bottle and shaking. I'm like, that's fine. But just, yeah, stay away from that and the energy drinks. So, no. Yeah. Oh yeah. Energy drinks are, I have a buddy that works for, for one of the energy drinks and that's like his entire life revolves around those. And he just mm-hmm. basically was, you know, told that he, that he had a heart attack basically oh. like six months ago. Um, and they've been worried about his heart and they've done a bunch of tests and his heart rate's always elevated. And it's like, have you thought maybe it's because you live off energy drinks? Oh no, that can't be it. No, no. I'm pretty sure it can be. And I'm pretty sure it is. So. <laughs> well, that's the scary thing. Cause when I was at Walmart earlier, I was watching people and I'm not going to name, you know, energy drink names, but just basically taking their arm on the shelf, putting them in their cards, like energy drinks, yeah. but it doesn't. And I'm like, Oh man. <laughs> Yeah. And that's, like I said, that's my one buddy that works for, you know, like I said, I'm not going to name names, but he works for one of the energy drink companies. And that's, he, you go into his house and there's cases of them. Oh. Because 
like, you know, and him and his wife both. And I'm like, dude, you know, <laughs> you wonder why your heart rate's so high all the time. That's it right there. You know, and I, and I can't say much. I was that bad too. I was that guy that two or three times, two or three a day, you know, but I'm getting the sugar-free ones. So it's fine. No, it's not. <laughs> So I've, I've cut back. I, I don't think I've actually had an energy drink in over a month and a half. So, you know, at all. So just completely cut them out. Like, nope, don't, don't need those. Them. Sorry. I don't miss them at all. And I, I'll be honest. I actually feel more energized now after clearing those out of my system and cutting back most of the sugary stuff a month and a half later, all that energy that I was drinking them to get. Now I have now that I've cut those out. So it's like, I don't believe they were doing what they were supposed to be doing. Cause now I have like 10 times more energy than I did then. So just by eating better and cutting out those, those sugary energy drinks. So. And for someone who's now in that, the health and fitness field, I've been reading multiple research papers on a bunch of stuff lately and just the chemical content of those energy drinks. It scares me. So yeah. if someone, anyone who's listening to this, if you live on those, please, please, please get yourself off those, especially times yeah. like now, because you want to make yeah. sure that you're putting as much healthy as you can and, and less chemicals. Oh, yeah. And like I said, I mean, for me, and I mean, it's one of those things because everyone always told me that that's how it is. If you stop drinking them, cut the sugars and start whatever, you won't need them. Mm-hmm. And I have found that I don't. And like, for me, everyone's like my coffee addiction. They're like, you know, your coffee, you cut those out. And I'll be honest, I've gotten to a point now, like today I've had one cup of coffee and I'm fine. So will I drink a full 12 pot of coffee some days? Yeah. But for me, a lot of times it's not because I'm trying to get the caffeine. It's just, I like coffee. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm fine today with one cup, you know, because I'm just sitting at home and whatever. And, you know, I didn't make an entire pot, but, you know, so just kind of, you know, make sure that your body, you know, you're not getting those chemicals and getting yourself chemically addicted to those bodies or those, you know, chemicals, because I know in my body, I'm very easy to get addicted. And I know this, I was addicted to cigarettes, I was addicted to cigarettes for 20 something years. And it's been two and a half years since I had one of those, you know, and it took, it was very hard to quit. And that's the hard part. And I found sugars and stuff like that. They're almost as hard as cigarettes were. Um, but it's just, it comes down to the same thing of willpower. So if you cut them out, at least with sugars, you're not doing like with nicotine. I mean, it was, I had to cut it completely. Like they're gone. Like I can never, I know if I have a cigarette, have a cigarette, I'm going to be right back to two packs a day. Um, if I have one, but with sugars, I can have a little bit here and there and I'm fine. It's just, you know, you know, it's just, you have to still just moderation. You know, and even and times it. now, a lot of people are tempted to stress eat. As a parent yep. and as someone who works, I always worry, can I pay my bills? Can I feed my kid? Yep. So I've had, you know, some chips, I've had some chocolate, but I don't recommend that for everybody because some people, unfortunately, um, have had experience with binges and they'll sit and eat that like huge bag of chips or that, you know, jumbo sized chocolate bar. In these times, though, be kind to yourself. You want to have a bit of chocolate? Yeah. If you want to have a drink, have a drink. If you want to have some chips, have some chips. Doesn't yep. make you a bad person. It's not going to set you off track. Um, obviously, nice. though, if you notice symptoms of binging or emotional eating, definitely reach out. But please don't beat yourself up because we're all going through no. stresses in different ways. And you know, it, it is what it is. It is. And that's just it. And I mean, it's one of those things for me is I found a long time. It was really hard for me for a while is 
luckily now I've got, you know, my Amber is in on the, the diet thing with me. A couple times in the past where I've gone on a diet, she hasn't been in on it with me. So it was almost like fighting because it was like, cool. You know, it's really easy to say no to Doritos when they're at the store and I have to go get them. But when you're sitting next to me eating Doritos, I kind of want them, <laughs> you know, and it's a lot harder. So if you have a partner and you can get your partner on board with you on your healthy eating, it makes things so much better. If you can do them as a couple and as, you know, you know, or as you and your child or whoever your partner is, it doesn't have to be, you know, your, your, your boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, husband, wife, anything like that, but a partner, whoever you live with, a roommate, whatever, a child to get in on the, the, the diet with you, it makes things so much easier because then it's not there. There's less temptation. No, agreed. And again, having kids in the home, as I'm sure, you know, it's hard yep. because kids like the junk food, kids like this, yep. kids like that. And I'll let Sierra yeah. have her treats. I'll be like, if you want your ice cream sandwich, we'll buy one. Or if you want this, we'll buy this. But it's not something that we do all the time. And then she also understands. And it's not something I've told her she had to do, but she's like, if I have this, that means this vegetable goes on my plate. So yeah. it's, it's all and about it's a matter of balance. And then especially in these times, like, again, I'm going to reiterate this one more time as a nutrition coach. Be kind to yourself. We're all doing the yes. best we can. We're taking care of our families, in some cases, our communities. So please do not feel like you, you're gross or disgusting. You're let anyone down. You're, you're, you're doing what you can. So please remember yep. that. And that is a big thing to remember, and too. And it's one of those things, like for me, I mean, I've seen both sides of this as a parent and a child. When I was a kid, my parents were on a diet all the time. I graduated high school 140 pounds. Literally, like... I couldn't eat enough food to gain weight. I mean, I was the guy that would go to like GNC and buy the big, huge things of, you know, protein that are supposed to make you gain weight. And I still couldn't gain weight when I was doing double what it said you were supposed to do. I was that kid that just had a metabolism that wouldn't stop. So it was always tough for me because my parents, there was nothing in the house. I'm right. like, I am starving to death. I need real food, not this diet crap that, you know, because they were always on some kind of whatever fad diet was going on in the 80s and 90s. And I'm like, I can't eat this. I need something that's going to, you know, with calories because, you know, I'm skinny. I need to eat. And it was that was always rough. So it's like I get it, you know, as a parent and as a kid where you got to look at everybody in your house and see what their dietary needs are. And that's it is to look at, you know, I know my dietary needs, I need to eat less calories and drop some weight and, you know, do that kind of stuff. Benton, he just needs to maintain where he's at. You know, he maybe probably needs to stop playing as many games and do stuff, you know, stuff. So, I mean, he, he can eat a little bit of crap here and there a little bit more than I can. So keeping stuff in the house for him and me, and just making sure my willpower is enough not to eat the, the stuff that I bought for him. <laughs> So, um, so I really, really, really hate to cut this uh, short, Mike, but yeah. uh, apparently, look, you know. have another recording at eleven thirty. So, I as do, much fun sure as messing. hours and hours, um, we should probably wrap this up. Since I was ignoring Don, he must have messaged you. He so. did actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, the phone's in the other room. I saw it on my 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 Fitbit. Told me that he was messaging. <laughs> so, okay, um, this has been a blast. I love talking to you, and we will definitely have to do this again. I mean, depending on how long this goes, we may have to have another chat about stuff okay. and see where everybody's at. So, all right, I love talking to you, and I miss you to death. And I cannot wait until hopefully there's a tough mart of this year in Seattle, and we can we can you know have a little dance out there on the the, the course. You know, Hell yes. and then wants to reach out for any help um yes. i'm a nutrition coach and i will offer it for free because i'm about helping people right now 
So if you mm-hmm. need anything, I'm on Facebook, uh, Believe in Yourself Nutrition and Coaching. You can DM me. You can send me a message. I will do what I can to help you guys out. We're all in this together. So hopefully we're all going to come together as a community, as a family, and take care of each other. All right. Perfect. Thank you, Charity. It's a blast, as always, to talk to you. And I will talk to you soon. I'm sure we will, for sure. All right. Take care. Yep. Bye. Is your event canceled? Is everything out there closed? Well, here at BeastNet, we found something that everybody can do. It's the Everything Live is Cancelled virtual race. And we have options for people who can get outdoors and those who can't. Join us and Brianne Showman from Get Your Fix Physical Therapy. Find the details on BeastNet's Facebook and website, www.beastnetpod.com. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Yeah.